Welcome to Moments with Maridano, where I infuse my coaching techniques into conversations about love, health, and wealth. Ready to upgrade your financial knowledge? Want to earn some extra cash? Well, Earn and Save Thousands of Dollars is now available on Amazon for you to take hold of your financial future. This book gives you 75 ways to generate or save money in ways to improve your understanding of money and how it should be working for you. Money is one of those subjects that some people do not like to discuss. Schools refuse to teach our children and is often seen as a taboo subject. Some would even claim that money is the root of all evil. But we need money to feed ourselves. We need money to clothe our families. And we need money to support amazing charities and help our communities, which is why it should be an all-encompassing subject for each of us and our families. So check out Nick Welsh's book, earn and save thousands of dollars now now available on amazon in the kindle and paperback version hi tiana hi thank you for joining me (laughs) yeah no thank you for having me this is my first podcast I'm super excited I've always wanted to do one of these so thank you for having me on oh my gosh and I hope it's not our last right yeah no of course not we can talk for hours (laughs) yes that's amazing um so everyone I wanted to introduce you to my amazing friend Tiana she and I recently graduated from Halt International Business School. And I know that our journey has been trying at certain points, challenging, but extremely rewarding at the end. Uh, She and I met at a secret place, which I'll let her reveal to you. But I wanted to know, Tiana, you know, what was your journey like? What what, are there any highlights that you have in mind? Um, Where do you want to start? You just start wherever you're comfortable. Um, yeah, so I guess to wrap up my year, um, it was extremely challenging, bro. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. <laughs> I went in and that first month, I'm not kidding you, the first two weeks of school, I cried like oh every day. I remember finishing my first midterm talking to my dad and I was like, mm-hmm. oh my God, it sucks. I can't do this. It mm-hmm. feels like, you know, in elementary school, when you're sitting, <laughs> you're sitting in the classroom and you're waiting yeah. for the bell to ring to be dismissed. Yeah. And you look at the at the clock. And for us, it was 305. So you look at the clock, oh you know, and then it says 305. And you're like, it's going to ring now. Yeah. It's going to ring now. But then yeah. it doesn't ring. That's how it <laughs> felt for me the whole year. Like, it's going to be over. It's going to be oh over. Oh, my but it, God. Yeah, it was, uh, it was super, super challenging. Um, wow. But obviously now looking back it's super rewarding because it's like Mm. wow I did that um Mm. but yeah it was a struggle and I feel like it also Mm -hmm. went by really fast it was like Mm -hmm. back to back to back um 
but yeah, yeah it was really rewarding like you said um, mm-hmm. almost kind of bittersweet but it was a very yeah. unique experience just because there were so many people from so many different places so right. I learned so many things like reinforced stereotypes broken mm. down stereotypes um, got to exchange a lot of culture um, and yeah mm-hmm. I just honestly like engaged with such interesting people that mm-hmm. I would have not met otherwise so mm-hmm. it was it's really cool to graduate and be like, no matter where I go in the world, right. there's going to be like one person I know in that country. Like mm. not a lot of people can say that, you know? Mm. Yeah. And love the way we just started our conversation because typical conversations like this would start with, so what did you study? How many years were you studying? <laughs> but here we are. It's, it was such a culture rich school that we haven't yeah. even touched our courses yet. We're like, no we felt as though we had such a strong engagement across like inter and intra-culturally. So just take me back a bit to what you were studying and then I would just talk a little bit about what I was studying within that year. Yeah, 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 totally. So, um, and I'm going to mention now to our listeners that Mm -hmm. I like Maradona because both of us have a (laughs) psych background. So I feel like Mm -hmm. we have a, you know, a similar level of understanding, but it's interesting for me to go from psych because what I ended up studying was business analytics and what it ended up being was a lot of just like data science. So um, a lot of coding, a lot of statistics, which is funny because I've literally ran away from math my entire life. Um, so yeah, a lot of my classes are just like learning about data strategy um, as well as like the basic coding, like how to do machine learning. Um, I think I guess what separates um, this program from like other boot camps and programs out there is that the most important part for like everything that we did was like bringing it back down to business insights and being able to be that middle person that can communicate uh, not only the technical side but like how mm-hmm. you can take insights from all the technical things you do and actually apply it to a business which yeah. I think is a cool skill set to have uh, in today's day <laughs> yeah yeah it is you're so right Um, the ability to apply all of these hard skills and mesh Mm -hmm. them with your soft skills to then even just be able to explain it to an audience and say, this is what I've done with all of these figures. And now you can drive traffic to your business, to your website, to your company using what I've told you, which is culminated from this analytics and the statistics that you've given me. Wow. Isn't that just exactly. fantastic? So I don't know. I um, Actually, I'll let persons know that I did the one-year MBA, one-year global MBA. And you may have known from my introductory video that I, too, had a very strong psychology background. And I converted to business because I owned two businesses by the time I was starting Hold, And I realized I needed to enter the room with the knowledge and the understanding of how a business should be run and not just from the perspective of hiring persons, but Mm -hmm. understanding how to use the same data that Mm -hmm. Tiana is now talking about. Um, So yeah, that's a little bit of what I did with my MBA. And Tiana, I want you to tell them, how did we meet? (laughs) (laughs) So uh, this is my side of the story, but uh, Maradona and I were both, you know, overachievers. So we decided to kind of do a course prior to actually starting at Holt International Business School. So I was from Canada 
and she was from St. Vincent's Grenadines. Did I say that correctly? Yes, you did. Uh, so she's from this <laughs> private island, and um, yeah, we, we both met in Boston, uh, out of all yeah. places. So that's kind of where we were. And I was definitely one of the first people there. And Maradona was there early. Uh, and I think we were both getting food, right? And it was super awkward. Yeah. And I was like, hey, you should just come eat with us. Um, and I just thought you were so beautiful. Um, I'm like, swear to God, not really gay, but I could look at you forever. <laughs> so I was like, oh, this girl's sitting here. She's going to eat with us. Uh, and we had so much in common that it was like one of those like instant clicks. You know how people talk about like love at first sight? That's like what yeah. it was. Yeah. <laughs> Friendship. Yeah. Day. Um, so it was yeah. awesome. And then the second you told me that you were like much older than I thought you were, that was crazy. <laughs> but that was it. I was like, this is it. She's my role model. This is going to be my girl. <laughs> yeah. And it's funny that you said that about, you know, like love at first sight and clicking. And maybe we should do an episode on that. Like, yeah friendships with females and relationships you know because I love that. coming you know yeah come at my age I was not expecting to meet and to have amazing friends anymore I thought mm-hmm. that you know that was something you nurtured during the younger years when you're mm-hmm. like 15 16 you hear right. about persons with these old friends that they have but having traveled a lot I lost connection with friends that I had and, you know, it, it's sad. It's sad you feel further away from them, but you can't help the fact that that is growing pains. Yeah. And, you know, I can't be upset with someone for moving on with their life and meeting new people. But it is an interesting topic that I would love for you and I to chat about. And, yeah, I do remember meeting Tiana. Um, she, was, she is originally from Fiji. So that yes. totally intrigued me. I was like, oh my gosh, I am meeting someone from Fiji. My we life is perfect. <laughs> we both make pilau. Oh, yes, and we both make pilau. And yeah. it was like, this is insane. I, I couldn't believe it. And on that weekend, she wouldn't say it, but I had to step out of one of the classes because I got really <laughs> ill. And herself and another young lady who was with her they came up to my room and I cannot lie I was I was shocked I was like are they okay they don't know me and you know that's back to friendships with girls and things like that and they stayed with me they chatted with me they even coaxed me and took me out that night you know we had a drink it was really quiet night and it was just it was lovely so we we continued our relationship in San Francisco and I'm gonna ask you which course or on what occasion did you feel like oh my gosh I do not want this to end this course is just amazing (laughs) oh my gosh honestly the first time I felt like that was that first class we took in Boston the social innovation one um I was like oh my god this is what I want to do with my life and okay Mm -hmm. before we go on can we set Mm -hmm. the record straight for all the listeners were you really sick that day? Because I was like, she was bored. She skipped out. I should have done that. <laughs> yes, I was. I had to be carried to the oh hotel. My it's gosh. so embarrassing. 
I just remember because you were sitting across across the classroom from me, and the second day I was yeah. like, "Where the hell is that chick? What happened yeah. to her?" Yeah. I don't even remember how I got your room number or anything, but I just remember that we had that um, in class assignment about the wallets, and I had to tell mm-hmm. you about the microchip girl. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah, I just I couldn't hold it in. I had to share it with you, and don't forget yeah. to tell them that we walked through the McDonald's drive-through. Oh my goodness. We walked through it. Oh my goodness. That was such a good memory. I mean, I I'm scared this this podcast would be for about four hours long because we have so many amazing (laughs) memories. Um, but you're right, we did crazy things and Tiana really took me out of my comfort zone. And I was so grateful that she also had some very intense conversations with me. Moving from a small island into the city, I have to admit, in some ways, I was naive. And, and I might even go as far as to say, I know, I know people would say that's a strong word, but ignorant. Mm-hmm. From the perspective, I didn't know the workings of um, networking in this type of city. I didn't know what was considered, um, you know, the correct way to communicate with different peoples at different levels within a company. And Tiana really took the time to sit down with me and have that conversation because it is different. It's very different from it is at home. I know that the level of communication we have here in the Bay Area is a lot higher than at home. Um, Emailing and staying connected via LinkedIn and staying engaged is a huge deal. So it, it was something I was really grateful that she took time to sit down and talk to me about. <laughs> oh, of course. It was blushing. Oh, so, I mean, any other courses that jumped out to you? Could be good, could be bad, could be in between. Um, Do you think there was anything else? I mean, honestly, I could go on a whole tangent about courses. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. Um you know what? It's honestly not even always the course. I feel like mm-hmm. it's a professor because you could have a really great professor that teaches you something you absolutely hate, but can make yes. it so good. Whereas like you can also have a really interesting course, but have a really bad professor. Um, so I think I had more of like those experiences where I had some professors who were like, you know, made the effort to engage students. And then I had honestly, I'm not going to complain. All of my professors were great, but there was one specific mm-hmm. professor that would um it was like a more math heavy course and would literally mm. call on your name, like call you out. Uh, and it was so embarrassing if you didn't know the answer. So that was like not good for my learning because I would sit in mm. class all day and I would be mm-hmm. like filled with anxiety. Like, is he going to call on me? I don't mm. know the answer. And mm. I don't feel like I spent any time learning in that class because of his yeah. method of like participation yeah. or ho- however he kind of did that. But uh, yeah, I absolutely hated that. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So that's what they call that whole cold calling. Yeah. Um, and yeah, we we were intimidated by that. I remember having a course in the first semester and the professor said that he loves to do that. And just as you said, Tiana, we were so nervous going into that class. Yeah. It was so quiet. I remember a cohort who's like really chatty, just sitting there and waiting. And by the second class, the professor was not cold calling. Um, and he, but he was so relaxed. He was so engaging that you couldn't get us to be quiet. <laughs> right, right, right. I mean, I wasn't strong in that course, but even I, t- 
took time to make sure I spoke to him. Right. I participated in class and he did an excellent job of making sure that we were very very comfortable so that really helped um any big takeaways because i'm I'm hoping to wrap up in a few minutes any big takeaways um i i don't know i have so much to say but something that really sticks out to me is I was part of the Gender Intelligence Society, which is essentially like your modern day women in business. Um, And I guess I joined this club because we all know that in like America, at least there's this huge gender pay gap and all of these issues. Mm -hmm. And obviously as women and women of color, um, that's Mm -hmm. something that directly affects us and affects us the most. Um, Mm -hmm. So that's something I care about. Um, So I got involved in this club to kind of work on these issues that are affecting women um Mm -hmm. or affecting obviously a number of genders uh but it was just not the space that I thought it would be I mean I think that for me my undergrad was so radical and so progressive and I feel like I learned so much and I came into HALT with the hope that um I'd continue that and it would be even better just because there were people from everywhere but what Mm -hmm. I found is that we struggled to find a common ground for the longest time it's almost like Mm -hmm too many chefs in the kitchen so there was no like common ground for us to even start or agree on anything because people from all over just have such varying opinions and I mean it makes sense like different countries have different laws different Mm -hmm. cultural norms um so that just really stuck out to me because I think that's one of the things I was really looking forward to and was quite taken aback by when Mm -hmm. I feel like I this this is the perfect space to really take this conversation like you know 12 mm-hmm. steps forward and take it back to our communities but I feel like I almost take like took like a couple steps back instead of forward um and instead of like really working on anything or uh creating any sort of concrete change or something tangible to walk away from a lot of it was just like sitting down with people and trying to relate to them and trying to understand oh. and explain to them which is honestly really difficult and I never thought I would say that because I think I'm a good communicator Mm -hmm. but it's hard to kind of um, bring people down um, and kind of learn in a space and create a space to learn where it's like not demeaning and it's not like one person lecturing the other and really trying to make it symbiotic was super difficult I feel like I spent most of the year doing that Uh, so I didn't get the experience that I hoped from that um, but nevertheless, it was obviously still enriching. Yeah. Yeah. And it reminds me of a question someone asked me on a different platform where, you know, she asked about working with teams. And I said, <laughs> I learned that, <laughs> that there are many, 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 many styles of communicating. Oh, yeah. And from from where I sat, I I think that was one of my learning points too, because Hulk yeah. continuously puts you into teams. They yeah. make sure you have that team experience so that you understand a team dynamic yeah. and understanding there are different styles of communication. And you know, I must applaud you because as opposed to some persons who would go through with a bulldozer and say, you need to do this my way or take the highway. You decided in that space that this is time for me to create more of a collaboration. And that means having more conversations. 
and um i feel as though you know you you would have made progress in your own unique way exactly. without realizing it yes. but i can appreciate how frustrating it could be to be you know parts of large groups and large teams that need to make a single decision oh yeah and and the amount of effort that has to go into it the amount of coercing persuading um explanation so i i still can appreciate that and i'm really pleased that you shared that with us of and course. that i'm going to say thank you so much for coming on here i know our listeners are going to appreciate you and i'm going to have you back again i want to talk to you about a Ooh. few more topics i it can't wait so awesome <laughs> and yeah i don't know if you have any other parting words you know it's your last day congratulations you graduated you. <laughs> any any parting words for anyone who's still going through their journey at college who's getting to the end who's getting at the beginning what 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 do you want to say to whoever is out there listening um <laughs> you're like putting me on the spot uh, so my, my commencement speech was about juggling um and not obviously in the classic sense of juggling, but um, I basically just talked about how everyone coming out of cults this year uh, can juggle. And even though I feel like maybe we didn't learn as much as, like for me looking back, I can't be like, oh my God, yeah, I can like go into a job and be a data scientist now. Um, I don't feel that confident, but I do know that like I have the skills to get there and throughout this whole experience we'd have to juggle so much I mean aside from just mm -hmm. schoolwork and classes you have family you have culture shock you have your people back home um, mm -hmm. and we kind of had to deal with all of that and for anyone who's still on their journey uh, the only consistent thing I think we have in life is that things are going to be thrown at you and you have to juggle them and you're already doing that so you have that one skill that you really need to succeed so even when it feels like shit sucks um, you're doing it I mean you have those days but those days remind you of why the good days are so good you know yeah 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 and thank you so much for sharing that with us Tiana of thank course. you for spending some time with us um you can find Tiana on LinkedIn if you would like to would you like to let them know your LinkedIn? yeah I'd be on LinkedIn it's just Tiana Nans T-I-A N-N-A, and then my last name is N-A-N-D. Um, and yeah, Maradona, we should do this again. Let's make it like a Tuesdays with tea type of thing. Tea time with tea. I like that. I like that. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. yeah. <laughs> so yeah, thank you for tuning in to Moments with Maradona this week. And we've obviously had our first Tuesday with tea, which we're going to continue. And I look forward to hearing from you. You can also add me on LinkedIn at Maradona Alison Bergen Welsh. And thank you for tuning in. See you later. Bye. Bye. Ladies, let's take a moment to talk about self-care. Now, when you hear the word self-care, you think about pampering yourself, taking time for you and just relaxing 
but it's time for you to up-level your self-care with Truly Naked Soaps. Truly Naked Soaps were made in the Caribbean island St. Vincent and is distributed in the U.S. currently. You can get your bar by going to our website trulynakedsoaps.com and sending a direct request to our founder, Maridana. What she's going to do, she's going to prepare for you the bar that is uniquely made for you. Do you think that you need a more moisturizing bar? Well, you should get our aloe vera shea butter soap. Do you think that you have sensitive skin? Well, you should get our coconut olive oil bar. And those are just two of our bars. You can check us out at trulynakedsoaps.com and find out if an exfoliating bar or an rosemary infused bar is just for you check it out and see trulynakedsoaps.com a luxury experience is awaiting you